Jeff King Motors. You got Muffy in the morning. Good morning, Friday the 23rd of February 2024. Beautiful looking morning as well. The sky seems clear. Well, in front of me it is anyway, and you can just see that light starting to shift up over the horizon from the colours like the, the yellows and the reds up to the blues. And it just perfectly blends in. I love it. Let's move on. Plenty of stuff to talk about this morning. Including these uh, two blokes that are missing in Sydney. We'll tell you more about that. Luke Davies and Jesse Baird, the former Channel 10 presenter. Uh, plus also, two dementia in Australians expected to nearly double by 2054. So we'll talk more about that with you this morning. Uh, Brooke McClymont and Adam Eckersley are going to be at Mooney Beach Hotel. And we're going to have a chat to them this morning. And we'll talk... Football as well with North Coast Football and David Wigley. Muffy in the morning. Morning, Wayne. Ian. Wayne says, uh, morning, Michael. Hope you have a nice day and try and stay cool. I will. I think what I'll do, I'll, you know, I'll leave at nine o'clock today. I think, you know, it's been a big week. Um, maybe just go home and put on the aircon and just, you know, in my underpants, glass of milk, sitting there watching television. Hey. What a life, huh? What a life. Download the Listener app and open your ears to a whole new world of audio. Listener. That's L-I-S-T-N-R. David as well, he says, um, uh, Morning, Moffy, enjoy the buffet. That was, yeah, yesterday I did enjoy the buffet. It was lovely, actually. Uh, sausages. The little tiny, little weenie, those ones that you have at breakfast time, those ones. Chipoladas, is that what they call them? Those. There was bacon. Scrambled eggs, uh, what else? Hash browns, the little triangular kind of ones, and then what else was the? I had muesli with blueberries and raspberries and snozberries, and the snozberries tasted like snozberries. I love Willy Wonka. That just took me back there. Um, it was delicious and yogurt as well. Yogurt. It was very good. And the guest speaker, being the general manager of the city of Coffs Harbour. Spoke well. We we spoke about mowing, and uh, she told us about how um, they bought a, a ninety thousand uh, dollar, like one of those remote lawn mowers or robot kind of ones to do the highway. And then after they bought it, apparently Transport for New South Wales, um, the general manager said, um, basically said they couldn't use it. So we've reached out to Transport for New South Wales to uh, to find out why. On this day. On this day. Triple M's on this day. Thanks to CEX Coffs. Catch every thrilling moment of live sports action in the Legends Bar at CEX Coffs. Triple M. G'day, it's Moffy. Today is February 23. The first mobile phone call in Australia was made on this day in 1987. The new system will allow users to make telephone calls from just about anywhere. And that's a proposition that's proving very attractive to Australian businessmen. In 1989, just two months after his death, Roy Orbison was heard on two of the top albums in the US. Firstly, on his Mystery Girl album with You Got It. Anything you want, you got it. And the Travelling Wilburys' first album with Handle With Care and End of the Line. Well, it's all right. Even 
the Bee Gees made their final concert appearance on this day in 2002. Less than 12 months later, Morris Gibb was dead. It's only words. And words are all I have To take your heart away in 2003, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel sang together for the first time in a decade. Their performance was part of the presentation for their lifetime achievement at the Grammy Awards. Birthdays for Feb 23 and actress Dakota Fanning is 30 today. I've never brought my phone on set because I think it's kind of one of the only times that I don't feel the pressure to be connected because everyone in my life who needs to know where I am knows where I am. So I can kind of relax, like nobody's going to be concerned for my whereabouts. While British singer Howard Jones turned 69. happened today, February 23. Muffy in the morning. A story coming out of uh, Sydney, the discovery of bloody clothing, credit cards, keys and phones in a skip bin have sparked a desperate search for two missing men. You may have caught up with this by now. Both men have not been seen, we're told, since Monday. Sydney police have since searched the Paddington home of AFL umpire and former Channel 10 presenter Jesse Baird. Now, a large amount of blood was found as well as upended furniture in uh, the home at Paddington. His boyfriend is also missing. He's uh, Qantas flight attendant Luke Davies. Now, overnight police searched a home in Belmain, seizing undisclosed items. Uh, Detective Superintendent Jody Radmore says they want to question a third person. This is what she had to say. We do believe from the crime scene at Paddington and for and from property that was located at Cronulla that there has been some sort of incident that has more than likely occurred at the Paddington address and that has let, given us grave concerns for one, possibly both their safety. A current serving New South Wales police officer is the third person that they're hoping to speak with. There's a bit of sport around uh, with the preseason for AFL. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And Perth Glory as well. Their head coach is expecting a close game at home against Day League leaders Wellington Phoenix. Alan Stagic says the players are happy with their current form and also with the resolution of the ownership saga, but there's no room for complacency. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go with the leaders. Fremantle skip Alex Pierce is assuring AFL fans his side isn't listening to the external noise about what they can achieve this year. They're gearing up for round one. Now, the Dockers are set to play West Coast in a scratch match tomorrow before heading to Adelaide to play Port Power Friday week. They host the grand finalists, uh, the Brisbane Lions, in their first game of the season on March 17. Um, still with footy as well in North Melbourne. Football club say sacking Taron Thomas was a hard decision, but a move that the club is united on comes after the AFL found Thomas guilty of inappropriate behaviour towards a woman. He was handed an 18-month, 18-match uh, suspension and uh, won't be allowed to return to the AFL until he's done a behavioural change program. Now, 
The general manager of footy, Todd Viney, says the behaviour that Thomas was found guilty of doesn't align with the Kangaroos' values. I don't think it probably aligns with anyone's values, to be honest. It's a triple M summer. I wasn't here yesterday, and thank you, Jake, for filling in. Uh, I was at Opal Cove Resort for the Coffs Harbour Chamber of Commerce breakfast, and the guest speaker was the City General Manager, Natalia Cowley, who gave insights into the council's turnaround when it came to their finances. And um, what I found, she spoke very well, but what I found very strange yesterday was the release that was put out by the council themselves that said, how City of Coffs Harbour became shiny. Social media uh, myths were busted as the City of Coffs Harbour's confirmed its spectacular financial transformation as a special at a special event for the area's leading business lights. It went on to talk about how Ms Cowley said the general fund at the end of the 21-22 financial year stood at $9.5 million in the red, but rolled forward and it was... $15.7 million in the black as of June 30 last year. This is spectacular, she said, noting the city's books had been lifted by stellar performances from the city-owned holiday parks and coastal works. She confirmed that there was no impact to the mowing and, and the, you know, um, all our, our outdoor services and things like that. I did ask the question about it, though, because... I do know for a fact that there were actually contractors that used to mow areas like Karangi Dam and, and stuff like that that got their contracts cut. I know that because I've had so many people get in touch with me about it, which she then said that they're extras. They're not part of the services. Well, to say that it's shiny is just bizarre. As someone internally said to me late yesterday afternoon after it came out, We are back in the black because we cut services back hard. That's not shiny. And that's spot on, I think. Like I said, just bizarre. We moved to last night's council meeting. It began with a mayoral minute raised by the mayor, Paul Amos, that council endorse, in principle, the draft jetty force or concept plan. Now, this is the one you may have seen it a while back. It was a double-page ad in the News of the Area newspaper, and it costed $1,800. Now, it was one that was said that it was an alternative, you know, to what the state government would offer. It didn't, though, give you any chance to to submit feedback or anything like that. When we spoke to the mayor, he said, well, it starts a conversation. Well, they've now endorsed it. But what I find interesting, though, is that it was only presented to the councillors 10 minutes before the meeting began, which is something that I know that had one councillor in particular very disappointed or, as he said, embarrassed. Uh, Mr Mayor, I really don't know how to say this. Uh, words escape me how to navigate these, these waters, but um, for a plan, a concept plan like this to be presented 10 minutes before, with no community consultation whatsoever and yes there was an email sent a few days ago but I thought that I was just uh, a chit chat I didn't think there was no communication guys this is serious this is 
what I'm going to be presented as a mayor on minute. I, I, I feel so embarrassed and I feel so ambushed about this mayor on minute that, that I don't know what else to say, but I'm, I'm deeply embarrassed by this. Thank you. Thank you. Councillor wishing to speak for the Mayor of Minute. Councillor Townley. Um, thank you. Through you, Mr Mayor, um, I guess I appreciate this draft concept plan being tabled in this chamber. I would say that it's not even, I mean, it's nice to have and it's very sort of conceptual as I'm sure we all agree. I appreciate that it does include things which have come up in consultation quite strongly before. For example, moving the road into the rail corridor, combining those transport corridors into one um, piece of land makes perfect sense to me. Expanding the green space makes perfect sense to me. But I would say that we already have a plan. We've got our jetty foreshores plan of management, which Councillor Sicardo, I was thrilled to hear, has actually um, read, which was great because Point that is order, the... Mr. Mayor. I take that as a personal insult. She said it last time and I didn't bring it up, but you said it many times, no personal insult. I take that as a personal okay, insult. Take okay, it. well taken. Uh, thank you, Councillor Sicardo. I withdraw the remark. I'm sorry if that offended you. Councillor Sally Townley, the Deputy Mayor, just there at the end. And he's right. She made a similar swipe at him at the last council meeting, which I was surprised that it wasn't actually picked up by anyone, by the the Mayor or the General Manager or anyone at all, um, to take a swipe. There's been incidents in the past where other councillors have had swipes at them and it was pulled up very quickly. I mean, show some leadership, team. Show some leadership. Um, Councillor Swan asked for an amendment to be added to essentially what was already there, but to say, to put it on public consultation, I think it was for 30 days, um, didn't matter because it didn't uh, end up successful in the end. But the idea around it, she explained, was to then have the community finally come out and say, yep, we we support that, we like that, or, or no, we want the other one. Now, that would make sense to me to do that because then finally you're actually able to go, well, hey, this is what the community has said. Rather than saying this is what the community said, but we're not going to put it on consultation yet. Paul Amos had this to say. We did a deal there with the state government where we said you keep that land, the northern parcel of land that we're talking about for the people, and we have no objection to you rezoning west of the highway, which is now Pacific Marina units. That was rezoned uh, mixed use. The intention, we hoped, was for to get some commercial underneath and residential. But as happens in, in, in these things, highest and best value for the developer was residential. So it became all residential. That was a deal done back then that, in my mind, should basically continue through to, to date. Now, that was the result of a lot of consultation. Before we see the ethos urban consultation, which we've been through a lot of debate here, and simply it is grossly flawed, for, my, for me, in my eyes. Before that, there was, a, there was a consultation process, a more robust Process that I was involved in again, where they had where they had workshops and what have you at the deep sea fishing club when it was still a deep sea fishing club, all sorts of community involvement. GHD 
did that. GHD's findings are consistent with the map you look at today. So what sort of survey's been done? A real one before the last one we looked at. So councillors, I'm, I'm sure that the community has been asked. Now, the plan that he was talking about at the start there was something that happened, uh, sorry, the, the agreement about 27 years ago. Um, and just to clarify, when he said west of the highway, uh, I think he meant the west of the railway line where Pacific Marina is there. Uh, then Councillor Swan, Tegan Swan, spoke, well, I guess you'd say very passionate about the topic. I'm going to speak against this not because I am necessarily opposed to the plan. What I am opposed to is the same thing that I've been opposed to from the start and it is the process that we're undertaking to attempt to go through this. When we're being highly critical of other processes that are more robust than what we ever got the capacity to do, plus also have a, a, a much more significant budget that we than we have the capacity to be able to realise this plan. In my opinion, we need to stick in our lane, work with the state, federal, public, private, to get what we want in a capacity that we have the means to achieve and maintain. And all of this ad hoc chucking stuff at it, whether it's through compulsory acquisition or alternate plans, is not doing us any favours. We are just... It's like divide and conquer, you know? We're actually doing ourselves and our community a disservice when we're doing things like this, when we're saying we've had all the conversations, when we pick apart someone else's consultation, but we can't say that we've, we've done our own. When we don't have a plan, you know, we listen to our general, the vast majority of us listen to our general manager give an epic presentation this morning, I might add, at the chamber breakfast. And to really, really highlight the power and influence that the people around this decision-making table have. And to just put something up ad hoc like this, that is, in my opinion, really, really irresponsible and it's not something that I can support. And I really hope that while I commend everyone who has this vision, take a step back and let's do it properly because we keep saying we get one shot, where are all the slim shadies tonight, at doing this. That's actually incorrect. We have many, many shots. They're step after step after step and we need to do it properly. So please, rather than... Keeping flicking this forward, stop, work out, is this exactly what we want? How can we achieve it? How can we maintain it? How's it going to impact our capacity to deliver all the other things that we have a responsibility for? And then let's work with the other parties who have more funds than us and more capacity to do it together. Councillor Tegan Swan in the council meeting last night. In the end, the vote was five to three with Amos Seki, Townley, Wolgamot and Castle, or Castle, I think it is, voting for it. Cicado, Swan and Price against it. Um, look, at the end of the day, a lot of people saying that it may end up in court. I guess it's probably just lucky that there's all that money now in the bank. The North Beach Recreation and Bowls Club in beautiful Milestone. Hello, Triple M. Good morning, Murphy. How are you? I'm very well. Who's this? This is Norelle. Uh, what's going on, Norelle? I'm hoping to win the birthday wheel. Well, there is $830. Hang on, let me just go down here because it's down on the ground. 
Couldn't be bothered putting it up on the table today, Narelle, to be honest. Is it a lazy day today, Muffy? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. He's a bit lazy. All right. How's... How's the first? <laughs> yes! Really? Yes, the first of December. <laughs> $830, all yours, Narelle. Oh thank, oh, thank you so much, Moffy. Thank you, you. Any ideas off the top of your head what you'll spend it on? Something. <laughs> something. Bills. Something. <laughs> Anything. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that's wonderful. It's really going to help you. Going to make a good day at work today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations. You hold on there. And we'll get some details off you, but another chance to win goes back to 50 bucks on Monday with the birthday wheel, thanks to North Beach Recreation and Bowls Club. They've got Chance Chinese. They've got uh, the pizzas at Surfside Pizza. Plus also their footy tipping competition. For all the details, just ask them and uh, register at the bar there at North Beach Recreation and Bowls Club. Muffy in the morning. David Wigley is with North Coast Football, and I want to have a chat to him about something that's uh, on at the moment and uh, and is on again this weekend. He joins us on the line. We bring him in. David, good morning. Good morning, Muffy. Now, tell us about the Australia Cup, mate. Uh, we got another weekend of it. Yeah, there's um, five clubs from uh, the North Coast in action this weekend. Um a few of the clubs progressed last week from round two, so um, they're going to be lacing up their boots for round three on Saturday. This competition, it's fantastic to be able to highlight you know, our region as well, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Um, Boambi had a fantastic 5-0 win last week against the Tamworth Club, and this week um, they've got another home tie at Ayrshire Park. They're playing against the Port Macquarie Saints. Lovely. Now, where are these games for this weekend, mate? Uh, so five o'clock, we've got Ayrshire Park in Boambi. That's Boambi's uh, home ground. The Coast Coast Tigers uh, hosting West Lawn Tigers from Grafton. And that's going to be played in Coffs Harbour, 5pm kickoff at Oldworth Drive. The early kickoff is Northern Storm. They're playing Moor Creek from Tamworth. And that's at 3.30pm at Carora. The one other North Coast team that's in action is Yurunga, but they've got the, the trip up north. They're playing Mullumbimby. Beautiful. Football, obviously, really, really growing in our region. Yeah, for sure. Um, last year was uh, fantastic numbers. It's been growing year on year. So far, over the last 20 days, we've had 2,265 players register for the upcoming season. Obviously, we've got a lot of families that are listening here, and we've got a lot of people, obviously, that, you know, trying to think what sport that their children could sort of attach themselves to and experience and stuff. If people are interested in signing up to play, how do they do that? Uh, just reach out to your local uh, football club. Um, there's 24 you know, great football clubs uh, in the region and um, just get in touch with them and, and register. I mean, it's great, uh, not not just from the, the fitness aspect and, and the enjoyment of the sport, but even just the social aspect of meeting new people as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's great to meet new people. And, and last year, the Women's World Cup was a fantastic event. We saw several of the women's team from Northern Storm. They hired out a whole cinema to watch the mm. uh, Matildas in action. So um, there's things like that that really create, you know, life-ship friendships. I'm guessing probably seeing a big growth in, in the women's side of the game as well from the Matildas, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, for sure. We've had uh, 754 females registered so far this year, so we'll be looking for that to uh, more than double. Uh, there's a couple of football clubs that are really driving uh, female participation. Um, Northern Storm, for example, so far this year, 51% of their players are female, which I've never seen that before, where over half of the players are female. Southell Football Club, uh, 122 females registered so far. That represents 42% of their total registration. Fantastic. What we're seeing is, um, you know, huge numbers. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, all the best for it with the Australia Cup and, uh, and for sign-ups in the season for 2024. And no doubt we'll be chatting more uh, throughout the year. Yeah, and there's something for everyone, Moffy. If you fancy a game. We'll see how we go. <laughs> you know, I used, to, I used to play when I was younger and I got a goal in under eights. I was the fullback. And they kicked the ball. It was the small fields. Kick the ball that went over everyone's head and just bounced in. That's my career highlight of soccer. Mate, you must have a good boot on you to go all the way from the back to the goal. Oh, it was only a small field. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get too ahead of yourself there. <laughs> Dave, great to chat, mate. All right, thanks very much. David Wigley from North Coast Football. Like he said, if you want to get involved, just reach out to your local club. Triple M. Titus O'Reilly hosts a podcast on Listener with Mick Malloy called the Sports Bazaar. It's back for 2024. We're going to have a chat to him after 8.30 this morning about that podcast. They delve into that relationship of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, which is still going strong. In fact, he was probably very strong last night. Um, they were out, apparently, in a Lamborghini. Well, at least someone saw a Lamborghini and they just assumed that it was them. I <laughs> mean... Well, I was thinking about it, going, if you wanted to be sort of discreet and not be seen, you'd get a little, like, Toyota Corona or something, wouldn't you? And um, and just drive that around. I mean, who's going to suspect that Taylor Swift is driving around in a, an old little sort of bomby kind of car or something? The Triple M Secret Song. Triple M. Sandra, morning. Morning. How are you? I'm very well. The Triple M Secret Song, that could be yours. If you can get it right, Sandra, 520 bucks today. Have a listen. Here it is, thanks to Yurunga Chainsaw and Moa. Once more, Sandra. All right. It's just you and me and that <laughs> water cash over there. Uh, what do you think it is? Is it? I see red by split ends. Oh. Um, no, it's not. I'm sorry. Okay, then. <laughs> yes. Hey, you have a lovely day. You too, bye. All right, bye-bye. So we'll play again uh, Monday morning. It goes up $540 Monday with the Triple M Secret Song. Thanks to Yurunga Chainsaw and Moa. Triple M. Something is coming up on Saturday, March 9, that I want to talk about. At Mooney Beach, at the Mooney Beach Hotel, the Up, Down and Sideways <laughs> Tour, Brooke McClymont, Adam Eckersley. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Hey, go, Moppy. Very good. You love Mooney. You know, love Mooney. The last time we were there, the crowd literally tore the roof off the place. It was such a great night, and the venue's incredible. So mm. we thought we had to put it back on this up, down, and sideways tour when we're um, looking at the run again. And yes, it's now, and not only that, but we're bringing the band back this time. So it's going to be a rocking night. How is it traveling with a band? Well, the great thing is we, do, we all go in our own car. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's how you do it. You just travel separately and everyone gets along. <laughs> a lot of crack up. No, but I'm being funny. We actually, it's, uh, hang on, Elroy. I'm on the phone. <laughs> this is my son. Say, hi, Moffy. I'm on doing an interview. Say, hi, Moffy. Say, hi. Hello, mate. Say, hi. 
Oh, he's waving his unicorn at you. That's oh, weird. fantastic. That's a four-year-old weird. That's it. Four-year-olds are weird. Um, <laughs> no, but we do. We absolutely, oh, the boys and I, we all get along really, really well, and it's so much fun. So, yeah, we, we're just pumped. That's actually the start. Cops Harbor, um, Moody Beach and Port Macquarie that weekend is the start of the band run. So <gasps> grab a ticket and come to the show. We want to see you. So when you are touring around, tell me, are there times that you – do kick Adam out of the car so you can just have some me time? <laughs> I wish. Although I must admit, when the boys are on the road, when it's not just us two and the boys are, we te- I tend to go, go with them. I'll drive on my own. Go on, buddy. Oh, here he is, actually. Honey. So, hi, Moffy. Hey, Moffy. How you going? Very good. How was the shower? It was good. Hey, I just sounded like she was talking a whole heap of rubbish. <laughs> I, love I know that tone. <laughs> Ask you got Buffy's got a question for you. Lay it on me. When you're touring, are there times where you just quietly go into one of the other cars to get, you know, time away? Oh, I've I've once packed myself into one of the road cases for three whole days and nobody noticed I was gone. <laughs> but it was it was the most peaceful time I had on tour. <laughs> <laughs> are you you must just be sort of you know, pump and get out there back on the road. Absolutely, uh, we're stoked. We're we're so stoked so after this after the the pause that we had during that COVID period. We will never complain about being on the road again. But I will say this: it is nice to have days at home as well because we are so busy. Our tour goes from like we've been touring since Tamworth, mm. January, and we tour till the end of May. So these these during the weeks are really nice to be home with the kids and just to have a bit of a chill and recharge. But um, no, we're just so to be back out on the road. It, it must be tough, though, when you've got a young family like you do um, heading out on the road. Oh, look, I, I mean, I don't think it's tough. Um, we're so used to it. Like, and, we're, and we're lucky that we get every afternoon, like school afternoon with them and get to do different things that, I guess other parents miss out on during the week because normally we're only out on weekends. Yeah, we're only away for two days a week. And we are taking them out for, what is it, three and a half weeks a month. I mean, we'll see that, how yeah, we'll see how that's going to test us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, we've, um, we've taken the caravan out in April. So, and touring all the way down in Victoria for, yeah, three weeks, as Adam said. But, yeah, you know what? It's just every day there's something different and there's always surprises. Maybe, <laughs> put, the kids, maybe put the kids in the car with the band. Oh, that's a great idea. They would love that. We'll say, see you guys. We'll see you at the venue. <laughs> so what can people expect with the tour, the Up, Down and Sideways tour? You know what? With the band shows, it's just going to be balls to the wall, just rock and roll. I'm telling you, these boys, Adam with his guitar playing and the boys in the band, they are incredible musicians. I mean, gosh, you'll get a lot of rap baggery between Adam and I. <laughs> Like we we have the set organised, but we never know what we're going to say, and that usually is determined how the crowd is. So if everyone brings their A game to the gig, it's going to be a top night. And you just don't know what's going to happen. That's the kind of show I love, <laughs> because also like the amount of shows that you go to, which is so choreographed and so so <laughs> tightly planned, um, <laughs> it takes some of the life away from it. I think. Oh look, sometimes they can. We always know. Like, we've got the set as far as songs, but when it comes to the, what we talk about, oh, my God, that we just, anything can happen. We've said some, I know me, for example, I, I speak on behalf of myself. I said some pretty crazy, oh, bless you, honey. I said some pretty crazy things on stage. I go, why did I say that? And then I just have a bit of a laugh at it. But, but we knew when we started working together as a duo, there was no point us trying to actually 
choreograph a show because neither of us would stick to it. It would all <laughs> depend on the mood we're in and how, how our, our trip had been and everything. So and it's, it's a, a bit like being in our kitchen, which we are right now, actually, as we speak to you. Very good, very good. Well, the show's <laughs> on Saturday the 9th of March. You can get tickets from the website for uh, Mooney Beach Hotel, mooneybeachhotel.com.au. Guys, Woo! cannot wait for the show. We'll see you up here in a couple of weeks. Moffy, can't wait, mate, and hope to see you. And hope to see you there. Woo-hoo! Will do. Good on you, guys. See you, dude. Bye. Bye. Brooke McClymon and Adam Eckersley at the Mooney Beach Hotel, March nine. It's going to be a fantastic show. Radio Scatterbrain, thanks to Coffs Harbour Produce for rural, garden, equine and pet supplies. Hello, Triple M, who am I speaking to? Carly. How are you, Carly? Good, how are you? I'm very well. I've got a sister called Carly. Oh, there you go. Obviously not you, because if it was, you'd be able to enter. I don't Um, think so. mm, Yeah. Um, Now, Carly, we have 10 categories, 60 seconds of the clock. If you get all correct in the time... I got three hundred bucks for you. Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Excellent. Um, now, Carly, you know how it works. You can't say the same word more than once. Say pass if you're not sure. We'll come back at the end if there's still time left. I haven't even seen this list yet either. So, you know, it's uh, it could be a surprise for both of us. Um, the letter today is O for octopus. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Here we go. <laughs> First one, a month starting with O. October. Correct. A Charles Dickens novel. Pass. Black Sabbath singer. Ozzy Osbourne. Correct. A nursery rhyme. Pass. A Jared Butler movie. Um, Pass. Simpsons bus driver. Pass. A herb. Oregano. Correct. A colour in the rainbow. Orange. Shape with eight sides. Octagon. A flightless bird. Ostrich. Correct. Back to a Charles Dickens novel. Pass. A nursery rhyme. Pass. A Jared Butler movie. And there's the buzzer, That's Carly. Nice. Yes, yeah, so Oliver, Oliver Twist you could have had as the Charles oh, Dickens yeah. novel. Um, a nursery rhyme, Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Yep. You remember that one? Um, and on the farm he had a what, Carly? A cow. Thank you. Um, Jared Butler movie, Olympus Has Fallen. Otto is the Simpsons bus awesome. driver's name, so... Oh, I don't want your Simpsons, bugger. Yeah, me neither. Oh, well, I haven't for a while anyway, but uh, look, can't give you that money today. Thanks for listening and thanks for calling, though. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And so we play again Monday morning. 
$310 with Radio Scatterbrain after just relaxing your brain for the weekend. Download the Listener app and open your ears to a whole new world of audio. Listener. That's L-I-S-T-N-R. On Listener, you'll find the Sports Bazaar. It's back for 2024. The latest episode of Sports Bazaar. Titus O'Reilly and Mick Malloy delve into Taylor Swift and the NFL's hot new relationship. Um, that would be Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's hot new relationship, just to clarify. Um, let's bring him in right now and have a chat to him. Titus O'Reilly. Titus, good morning and thanks for joining us, mate. Good to be with you. Well, Sports Bazaar's back. Taylor Swift, um, what's his name? The other bloke, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone forgets him, though, because everything at the moment's all about Taylor. Oh, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of people that think, you know, he, she's made him famous, and she kind of has. I mean, his, his footy jersey wasn't in the top ten before he started dating her, and now it's number one. You know what I love, though, is that the other day there was this big breaking news. Taylor's plane has taken off from Sydney headed for Honolulu, and there was all the speculation it was going to pick him up. Yes. But then I know. the next day, I may or may not have been one of those stalkers and saw that the plane was then going from Honolulu to South Korea, <laughs> which is where it still is now because Travis came over on a different plane. Yeah, it's a dummy plane. It's a very, it's a very complicated operation they run. Uh, they've just shot it off to another country to confuse everyone. So tell us about the, uh, in the podcast, Sports Bazaar on Listener, um, you and Mick both delve into this whole relationship. Yeah, we look at the impact it's had because it's kind of amazing that how big she is because in Arizona they held the Super Bowl last year and then they also hosted the opening of her Eras Tour and the Eras Tour, they reckon, made more money for the city than the Super Bowl did. So she's literally bigger than the Super Bowl. And they reckon that she's brought in half a billion dollars to the NFL in the last six months already just by her being a fan. Can I just quickly congratulate you on calling it the Eras Tour, not like everyone else is following the Yanks and saying Eras Tour? Thank you. <laughs> well, we speak proper, as exactly. you know, in Australia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is really quite incredible, though, isn't it, the whole Taylor Swift thing? I heard the other day that even universities now are doing courses that – are all about the culture, the economic benefit and everything like that of Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely huge. I mean, it's, it's, it is an industry, you know, within itself. It's like, I don't think there's, it's beyond music. It's one of the biggest things ever. I mean, I, you know, I think, you know, it's like Beatlemania was. And what's amazing is these days everyone's so fractured in what they watch, you know, trying to get your kids to all watch the same thing as your family is almost impossible. But the fact that so many people are into this is absolutely amazing. Now, tell me, though, um, what's going to happen? And, and I don't want to jinx this. There were rumours last week of this, though, that that had broken up. Obviously not true. But what's going to happen to poor old Travis if, you know, she gives him the flick? <laughs> well, he can expect an album written about him. That's mm. probably the first thing. I mean, they don't say we look at the podcast at some of the other ones, and, you know, relationships that happen. I mean, you had... You know, Dennis Rodman and Madonna, you might remember back in the day. Mm -hmm. They lasted a whole two months. 
So not not quite as not quite there. She once offered him twenty million dollars if she if he got her pregnant. Wow. Which is a which is a fair amount of money. So mm. they had a very strange relationship. Um, there was also you know Posh and Bex. Obviously they've stuck together. So they're probably the uh, the one example of one of these celebrity couples that have actually lasted. So who knows with Taylor and Travis? It's a it's a hard road they've picked. It sure is, and you can find out all about it on. Listeners, Sports Bazaar, yourself and Mick Malloy. Mate, thanks so much again for coming on and having a chat this morning. Anytime. Titus O'Reilly from the Sports Bazaar. It's on Listener, so download the app now and go and check it out. It is uh, very, very entertaining, that's for sure. Muffy in the morning. Well, there we go with another day done and dusted and another week as well. Have a lovely weekend. It might be a little bit wet, but it might be... A little bit warm as well. Stay cool. We'll catch you Monday. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Wait, is that it? Bye, Uncle Michael. I said hey, you You got my fee in the morning. Singing I love Triple M. Please don't hit snake. You got my fee in the morning.